to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wayne Lou, and I am joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong back from a well-deserved week off. How was, uh, how was your time away in the uh, sun? Yeah, it was, it was great, William. Um, no, I'm glad to be back. You know, nowhere else I'd rather be on a Monday. Yeah. Chatting Raptors with you. Got a nice little tan going. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, you might see my nose peel in real time on TV, but, you know, mm. that's why I said podcast only. But um, what's up, man? Yeah. Raptors are still in 12th place. Yeah, not a lot changed. Actually, no, man. I feel like the road trip's been a little bit more, like, exciting. It, a been, little bit. You don't think so? You don't think the no, vibes I, have shifted a little? I mean, I did catch some Peyton Pritchard highlights back when they were home. Last weekend, we saw some Peyton Pritchard highlights yesterday at the Raptor Public Tournament, but we'll talk about that in the oh, banter yeah, pod Craig. Yeah. coming up this week. Shows, yeah, Thursday. banter pod coming on Thursday. Put out questions already mm-hmm. on Instagram, so hit that. Hit Willow Fitz. You can DM him now. He has his own password. I, I am now officially in the we account. We share the account now. We have joint custody of Willow Fitz. Yeah, yeah it's, fine. it's fine. You're not logged in on mine, though, right? No, no. Oh, why okay. would I be? No, because they were joint. Anyways, Okay, yeah. yeah. Also, um, his password was really easy to hack into, but I changed it. Yeah. You did? Okay. Well, yeah, anyways. All right, well, we'll talk about this maybe <laughs> on Thursday. Oh, right. Um, Raptors. Okay, look, the road trip, I think so yes. far it's been good, right? The 2-1 and one is good. I, I never thought they would win in Golden State. Um, I, I okay. still am disappointed that they gave up like 10 layups in the first quarter. Mm. Um, but ultimately, uh, I, I think 2-1 and one on the road trip so far is, is a decent outcome. Mm-hmm. Um of course, that has not stopped the tide of like more news reports coming out about trade reports, and I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah, in the all coming, half of the show. all coming in the second half. Yeah, because we honestly at this point, like, I I wonder if people are getting a little bit like you know sick of the trade talk, but it's like this is just kind of what it is, and the Raptors in particular. Um, the problem is that all the trade talk they're is the a, it team. Yeah, like, but all, the problem is all the trade talk, and even the ones we're going to get to today, it's really just regurgitating the same thing. Yes, yeah. Well, well, like, but, it's it's the same things. Right. But in any case, we will continue to cover yes. any of the trade rumors that come out. So check out the second half of that. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of the actual basketball that took place uh, on the court over the weekend, yeah, Friday against the Warriors, mm. defensively, it was, it was poor. Uh, the best part about the Warriors games was just talking to Andy Lou. I know you were you, you were I down bad that. that you couldn't be there for I that. I listened to that at 3.05 on my vacation, man. I was refreshing the feed. Yeah, well, shout out to Andy Lou because here's the thing. Because the, the producer last week um, shouted to JR. Oh, yeah, by the way, I forgot, in. forgot to shout out JR and shout outs to you too. I don't know if I was just missing the show, but... The show was fire last week. So you actually did have internet. I just assumed you had no internet access. No, I just wasn't talking to people. Oh, okay. um, right, like right. I, no, I like I very diligently listened to the shows mm. and they literally, it was five bangers, man. Oh, okay. I appreciate it. I was it. secretly hoping appreciate the show it. would be trash without me. No, no. What's please. my value then? No, but no. that's all good. That's also coming on the Panther pod on Thursday. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll discuss your personal <laughs> value as a, as a, as a human being on Thursday. But, but yes. But you're yeah, talking so about JR. We had JR who was who was yeah. handling the, the the producing aspect. Yeah, and of course, on on, uh, on Friday's show, we, we realized that the Warriors are coming up. So I was like, at the start of the week, we made a little plan. I'm like, mm. we got to get Andy for Friday because he's mm. our, our Warriors guy. Also because he's my guy as well. Um, <laughs> he's so funny. <laughs> Thursday rolls around. JR's like, hey, do you have Andy's number? And I'm like, uh, no. Just DM him. So I'm like, yeah, don't worry, though. I'll DM him, right? And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, DM yeah, him right. a photo of a K-pop star, man. He'll reply. So I DM him. And I'm like, yo, can you come on the show? He's like, yeah, no yeah. problem, man. No worries. All right. And then he, later in the week, JR was like, hey, can you send him the, the link to connect? And I was like, oh, man. So I got to get his email and all that stuff. Mm. So I sent him that. And then 
Andy's response, and I'm sure he's okay with me saying this. Andy's mm-hmm. like, hey, man, listen, um, here's my email, but let your producer know I'm not going to be able to respond tonight because I'm going to go out and drink. <laughs> I'm going to have a good night tonight. <laughs> so I'll probably not respond to you and your producer until t- closer to tomorrow. And, of course, he's on Pacific time. That's so right. he was coming on at 11 a.m. Oh, shoot. So and he was coming off that two-for-one soju night yeah, definitely. in the Bay. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it was Thursday night as well. I mean, you know, and Friday night he was going to L.A. as well. So I just assumed that that was kind of a continuation okay, of his lifestyle. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so it rolls around 2.30. Uh, we just talked to Vivek. We talked about everything. And we're about to go to the second segment. And during that five-minute break, I'm like, hey, you guys got Andy? And they're like, no, no word from him. <laughs> three minutes roll by, three out of the five minutes. Any word from Andy? No, no, no word from him. Eventually, mm. I DM him the link. I'm just like, yo, bro, just in case you need it, man. I hope you're there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he showed like, up. I'm on. And then, yeah, he showed up. Nice. It was great. So No, it was great. It was, it was a great week. Um, that was the best part of the Warriors game. Uh, anything else from that? I mean, look, the Raptors defensively just just completely ill-equipped to guard the Warriors. 40 assists games. for the Warriors on 50 field goals. Man, what does that look like? 40 assists. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a rarity for the Raptors. But then, yeah, they, they followed up the next night with a great win against Portland. Um, Portland great is win. just really bad, I think. Uh, right. But also at the same time, the Raptors played really well. The issue that you get in with Portland is if you get into a close fourth quarter game, mm-hmm. now you're actually kind of scared because no matter how bad that team might be as a group, they still have Dame Lillard on that side. Yeah, they always tease that on the broadcast too. It's like yeah. at the end of the third quarter, it's like, oh, and they got Dame time coming. Yeah. Like it's like it's like a primetime television show, but it was Fred time. It was literally Fred time. It was Fred time. Yeah, because the, the, the game was uh, a four-point game. Um you know, Portland had cut the lead down from 23 points to four points. And then Fred came in early in the fourth mm. quarter. Same time as Dame. Essentially, Dame went to the scorer's table. And then Nick was like, all right, Fred, you got to get back in the game. You got to play the same time as him. And then, yeah. Plus, I, Alvin Williams was like, Malachi? Yeah. Do not shoot the ball. He's like, from one point guard to another, <laughs> no, man. No, your job is to do nothing. Your job is Just to, Alvin. to keep passing it. Every time the ball touches your hand, pass it. But um, so Fred comes in. Fred comes in. Yeah, and yeah, he he literally scored, mm. assisted, or oh. had the hockey assist. Yeah, I love when you posted the hockey assist on the on twenty two. This of the is Raptors how Jazz fans used points. to talk about Rudy Gobert. No, but okay, the reason no, I, I, I know you, okay. was because the Blazers I know you made the point. Double teaming. No, I know him, you so made you the point. To give it up. No, Fred took over. He literally took over, it and was it was actually see. pretty amazing because I was looking at the box score after, and if you look at the box score, like he didn't really put no. up monster stats. Like it was a weird. I think he was like four or thirteen or something. Had like eleven points, yeah, right? Yeah. And like he didn't shoot well from the field, but just watching the game in the fourth, like you said, like your clips and stuff, like they, like he just took over single handedly, yeah, and just wrapped up the game. And he's been on an incredible run. And this was something I actually wanted to talk to you in the in the first half. Is you know the Raptors are on this road trip; they're two on one right now, and I feel like we've seen some players trending upwards. And you know, just wanted to go through kind of a trending up and down report with mm. you to see how you feel okay. about some of the recent developments. And I think for Fred, like when I'm looking at his January stats in January, he's averaging 20.4 points a game, 7.2 assists, 5.2 rebounds, 1.6 steals, and he's shooting around 37% from three. Is this not basically the all-star level Fred that we've been used to seeing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. I think it's 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 close it's more in line with the rest of his career, especially the last mm-hmm. three years where he's really been entrenched as a starter. And I think that um, I, I part of it was always going to come in the sense that his three-point shooting was always going to come, come around. Like, he's just a really good shooter. There's no real ways about it. Like, mm. he might take 
more difficult shots, and that hurts his percentage. But on the whole, he was missing a lot of really open shots earlier this season. And some of those are, like, super crucial, right? So I really put it in the spotlight. Like, again, that game when they lost against Philly, Pascal, like, 38. They lost in overtime. Two wide-open threes for Fred in overtime. He missed both of those, right? So there are things that went into that. But I think he has, you know, as the season has gone on, something like three-point shooting is going to normalize in terms of your percentages. Mm-hmm. That's starting to come back around. And, of course, that opens up the rest of the game. I actually think the rest of Fred's game has been as good all season, if not slightly better than 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 what it was last season in terms of, like, his two-point percentages are up. He's making better reads. He's turning the ball over less, although he did have a five-turnover game against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Warriors put a box of one on Fred. It was very interesting to see. <laughs> um but, you know, like, the reason why you saw the Warriors put a box and one on Fred and then you also saw that the Blazers were trapping Fred at half court in the fourth quarter there is because he has been one of the main drivers of the team. Him and Scotty have really stepped up here uh, while Pascal sort of cooled off a little bit or just looks a little bit more worn down. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's led to some really great results. You know, I think um, for Fred, I think we, we kind of take his um, – his confidence sort of for granted in the sense because we're like we see him as an experienced player we see him as sort of the the leader of the team and all that kind of stuff and you kind of just take it for granted that like he's also a human too and like the um the confidence that you need to perform at that high level um i think it has to come from somewhere and i think that a game like that that portland game was much more reaffirming in the sense that he was able to step up in the fourth quarter and he really only scored like two baskets and made a technical free throw but his assists, you know, setting guys up for layups, setting mm-hmm. guys up for threes, you know, passing out of the double teams to then create the you know, scoring advantages elsewhere. It was just excellent. And, of course, I thought the biggest play was him coming in from the weak side for an actual, you know, honest-to-goodness block. Oh, yeah, that was he, amazing, man. A lot of his blocks. That reminded me of when Nate Robinson blocked Yao Ming. Remember that? Okay. Did we, did we talk about that one? No, or? come on. What oh. are you doing, man? Oh, sorry. Why are you gonna, take that sweater off if you're going to talk about Happy, that. Happy uh, Lunar New Year. There's no. a celebration at the office tomorrow, by the way. I'm excited, too. Well, you're yeah. not usually here on Tuesdays. Well, I heard there's dumpling making, so maybe I'll be here. Oh, anyways, back anyway. to Fred. Anyway, yeah, yeah so I think it, was good to, yes. it was good to see you for Fred on a personal mm. level. It's just like, it's. Yeah, I think for a player who... Um, for, like, the first half of the season was really struggling. And yeah. he, he even vocalized, you know, in terms of, like, you know, the adjustment to the role and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. To see him personally bounce back, I think it's it's helped. Uh, more than anything else, it's really helped the Raptors' offense. I think defensively, you still want to see maybe even a step up from there because I don't think mm-hmm. he's been as good defensively as last year. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of been back to, you know, what, what we've been accustomed to. Yeah, and I, I feel like... I think like... people still want to trade him, though, by the way. Oh, no, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm going to talk about this right now. Because oh, okay. I do feel like every discussion about some of these players, you just, at this point of the year, and based on where the team is at, you do have to just blend that into the conversation. Mm. And I kind of just feel like, because of all the conversations around his contract and what he's looking for and him, you know, heading into free agency, being able to opt out and stuff, yep. it, it has really kind of just glossed over how well he's playing. Because, like, he is... Like, I feel like he's having a really great run here, but, you know, fair or not, like, the attention, I think, is on, like, and you talked about this last week, and, like, the reports are coming out that, I mean, what, what so he switched from his own agency, right? Uh, Parlay, that he found it? Kind, like, kind is, of. I don't know the exact details yeah, yeah. on that. But, but, um, but he's he's clutch now. He's joining clutch, yeah. yeah. so we got a clutch yeah. starting five. With Nick Nurse at the four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and reports are saying that he wants... Uh, four years, 130 million, like around the Tyler Hero range. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. And I remember Michael Grange, friend yeah. of the program, coming on, and he told the story about how, in preseason, when when Tyler Hero signed the extension, that mm. Fred was really happy to hear that. Yeah. And he spoke about it, right? Yeah. And I look at like guys like Tyler Hero. I look at his numbers. 
I look at Jalen Brunson's numbers, like Fred's numbers. If you just look at like just this January stretch sure, over sure, his career, sure. like, uh, like I think people at first will look at the price and and really look at it like, oh, 130 million for Fred, given some of the injury history, his age. Mm-hmm. But that does sound about right in terms of the market value. If there's and that sounds like there's gonna be suitors for him. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too surprised about the suitors and 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 or even just the price. I mean, like this is just sort of where contracts are in the NBA at the moment. Um, you know, like essentially you're paying like 130 or like 30 million dollars a year to Fred. You got point guards in the league making like 60 million essentially. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. like some of those obviously are way better than Fred. Like of course you pay Steph twice of what you pay Fred. Sure. Um, but like I'm just saying, like the relative scale of the contract yeah. is not the, the same going as rate it was for like before. a starting point guard, like uh, a competent, above average yeah. starting point guard is around that price. I think the bigger question to me is like, do the Raptors want to in the future? Because obviously you're committing really like long term and a lot of money to yes. this. Are 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 they committing long term to playing with a traditional point guard? Mm. Because the way the Raptors are building, it's like, well, maybe we play point through Pascal, maybe we play point through Scotty. Right. So right? we're still so, building that way. Okay. So okay. I, I would like some clarity on that sense, and I think that for people mm. who maybe are just like, look, it's not necessarily about we're done with Fred, but I kind of want to see a new identity for the team mm. based around those two other guys. Then does it make sense to sort of make this move? Um, ultimately, that's what the front office is there for. They got to make these decisions, you know. Just like when the summertime, when I was like, "Hey, KD's available. You want him? You, you know, don't want him. You, you yeah. gotta, you gotta make some of these choices." So Nobody this, wanted. This him. is why management gets paid like thirty million dollars a year, basically. Yeah, we, we should run the Raptors for one trade deadline. Yeah. Um, I that'd don't be know. pretty hilarious. Um, yeah. So I was wondering too, like, doesn't this make Fred like the most? I know Gary's been the guy that people have been like, "Oh, most likely get moved," like. I guess the Raptors kind of got to make a decision at the deadline, depending on if they want to go long term with Fred. Like, doesn't yeah, that, does this course. make Fred the most likely to be traded at the deadline? I doubt it. I still doubt it. Yeah. Okay. I still think Gary's more of yeah. uh, the candidate here. Okay. Yeah. Because you let that thing run to the summer, you got to pay up then, right? Yep. Yep. Or I mean, if you don't, maybe you work on a sign and trade kind of thing. Because mm. I, I guess they had a similar idea with Kyle when he was in Tampa. And they shut him down, obviously. And then we didn't trade him at the deadline, even though he he, he flashed the peace sign to the crowd in the last game against the Denver oh, Nuggets. And you, and you asked him the last question, I believe. Did you ask him the last question on the Zoom? I I did. I forgot yeah. what I asked him. But it yeah. was a very emotional Zoom. Like, it was very different because, like, most interviews with Kyle, he's just like, you know, Josh Lewenberg is short, haha. Right? Like, the, I'm not just, even kidding, by the way. That's, just, that, that's just really half of Kyle's interviews. It's my guy. Leave him alone. I know that's your guy. I'm sorry. But that mm. was not Kyle's guy. Um, <laughs> but God. but we, we had a very long, uh, like, press conference yes. and it was sort of implicitly understood that he might be going there was a farewell vibe to it yes exactly yeah. right and drake interrupted or something text him or something literally during that exactly right and he was like i'll call you back i'm talking to josh <laughs> i'm, I'm clowning josh Lundberg right now and then the next day they're just like yeah no deal man. right and then kyle and then we're like hey kyle so how, how's your day going he's like well it was my birthday so i just spent <laughs> i just played golf essentially and everybody was saying i think front of the program grange was saying like oh it's at the one yard line that he's like gonna get moved yeah yeah all this stuff yeah. and i think the expectation was and that it just yeah i guess well that was the thing though and it was like okay so what are you going to do and ultimately the raptors were able to orchestrate a sign and trade in the offseason yeah. but those things aren't that easy so, to kind of figure out yeah i mean theoretically right? you could like do a sign and trade still in the offseason if you like just because the raptors keep fred through the trade deadline doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to lock themselves into that deal. Sure. But I, I obviously think that that will strongly push them in that direction. And by the way, that return for the Kyle Lowry deal looks pretty good right now because essentially it was just Kyle Lowry for Precious Achua. And Precious has been really yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's on this list of, of guys trending up. You know, my dinner pal, Precious Achua. Um, oh, that's right. Pod Thursday. Um, 20... Shout out to the, shout out to the, <laughs> the, the, the man of 10 rings. Calamari 27 rings. points and 13 
rebounds against Portland, double digits, points, uh-huh. seven straight games, 10 of the last 11. And I think just watching him play and seeing, like, this is the player that I think a lot of, everybody was hyping up at the start of the year. Yeah. Most improved player, yeah. all of that stuff. Like, we're we're seeing it now. And, 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 like, him being in the starting lineup because OG's been hurt, like, man, like, seeing pressures like this development, like, that changes the equation a lot. Yeah. Like in terms of how you think yeah. about this team, the construction and, and moving forward. Well, I mean, I, I think last season he showed tons of promise, um, mm. you know, especially in the second half uh, post all-star break. I thought he, he really got his three point shot to really come around um, his defense and his intensity and his energy was always a really positive sign, whether that was in the starting lineup or off the bench. Uh, I, I think this season there was definitely a lot of enthusiasm. I think even Nick nurse said in some like random interview that he did in Hungary, he's like, yeah, you know, I think precious is going to be that guy that really breaks out for the team. Um, and of course, when it, the season started, it really wasn't working out that way to the point where oh, Nick, Nick was wrong like, again this year. Nick yeah. was like, "Well, you know, I had to sit down with Precious and a long film meeting and, and called him out." And that was such a tough night, and then he got hurt. That and then night. he got hurt that exact yeah. night, um, and so he wasn't able to play. And so it was kind of a really disjointed season. Like, but w- since he's come back, and, and especially since he's found his conditioning, ever mm-hmm. since he's like been able to play more than twenty minutes a game, yeah, which is you know, typically how he should be playing because, you know, clearly he's, he's one of the best players on the team in terms of the top five, top six. Um, he's really come around. And I think what's been really nice to see is sort of his finishing around the basket is, is much more reliable um, of late. I mean, we saw some really efficient games here recently. We saw him go to the free throw line. He's knocking free throws down at 75% now. Last season, he was at uh, 60%. So mm-hmm. that's, that's significant to me. He's getting there at a higher rate last season. Um, as compared to last season as well. And then, yeah, it, it's really just a finishing around the basket. Like, um, you know, uh, last season, Precious Achua shot 60% at the rim, which for a guard or for, for a big is, is, is somewhat low. It's fairly low, I got to say. Um, but th- this year he's up to 73% and, and counting, and that's including a slow start to the year. So, I mean, the three-point shooting hasn't fully come around, but when we, every time we go to practice and we, we, we go in there, Precious is always shooting, like, on the court side right you know, beside where the, the scrum is. And mm-hmm. he's always working that three-point shot. I, I, I still think that it needs more consistency. But, you know, even just the, 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 the NOAA board, the analytics board says it's a pretty good shot. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, like, consistent fault with it. So, um, yeah, it's been great. And I think that the best thing, too, of watching Precious is just, like, it's so very clear that he's the most athletic player in the Raptors. Like, he pops mm-hmm. when you watch No, he's, him. like, scary athletic, man, yeah, on these yeah. plays when you see so, him and stuff. It's been good. Everything's positive. Do you think... um? Do you think, given there's this, the way the season has gone, and I think, you know, we'll have a clear picture after the trade deadline next week, but should they just prioritize having, like, Precious in the starting lineup for the rest of the season? Like, prioritizing that development to a point where you are playing him over certain guys and, like, you know, seeing what he's got in this bigger role? Yeah. Um, you'd have to take someone out, whether you'd, that's you're benching somebody, yeah. which I... You, you assume someone is going to get moved next yeah. week. If you do move somebody, then, yeah, I could see that that path being open up for Precious to, to start. But I, mean, look, I think the good thing is that he's he's been effective whether he started or coming off the bench. And I think he can still play 25, 20, between 25 and 30 minutes in both roles. Mm. Yeah, no, that's And fair. you do need some depth, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, this team definitely needs it, yeah. yeah. I think we were starting Wancho on Thad like fairly regularly. <laughs> yeah, Wancho just randomly was a starter for like a week. Yeah, why was that? I mean, I know Gary was struggling, but but Wancho. Yeah, and he opened Jim Jim to just drop like every Thad speech in those practices and stuff. Yo, man. I loved it when this... he's like teaching guys like the Jeff Downs and the Ron Harper juniors yeah. and stuff. Yeah, shout out to Ron Harper. Shout out to Ron Happy Harper. Happy Asian Heritage Month coming soon. Yep. Um. Yeah, Scotty Barnes too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. He's like. Been great. I mean, I was just looking at his overall numbers, too. Like, 
they're right there with last season. Yeah, I, I think the, the the thing with with Scotty, and especially as the season has gone on, we get to see more of like more context around what's going on. Mm-hmm. It was really just that month of November that it felt like it was off for him, mm-hmm. right? And you know, you know, you, you did see signs where it was just like he wasn't really aggressive enough, and that's when I was talking about the sophomore slump. People aren't talking about the sophomore slump anymore, and I think that mm-hmm. you know the big thing is really just seeing Scotty and his approach to the game has been consistent every single game i feel like he's an impact on the game there's not uh, so many games where yeah there's you, not that like half half a game like disappearance act yeah no type. i just think he's he's involved consistent like i thought you know some of that obviously is to do with um the raptors putting him in more positions to succeed in terms of tactics i think that getting him post touches getting him um you know uh like they're running a lot more horns action and stuff like that so it starts with him sort of in the post and making again decision making from there whether that's sort of um getting him screening for the ball as well like he, he's short rolling making the next pass he just feels more involved throughout the course of a game all mm-hmm. these games recently you're watching him he's involved um at a consistent level and yeah i think there's that aspect but i also think there's an aspect for him where he's just like you, you got to be able to push past some of those things like there are always going to be hurdles that come up in your career maybe it's like you expected that like i think in the preseason people were asking him like hey you know you run rookie of the year last year what's your next step he was like oh i want to make all nba and i want to you I know make five make commercials all, i want to make yeah. all star well he did that oh, okay but i want to make all star you know all that kind of stuff and maybe you don't make that jump and you're disappointed and you're frustrated for a while mm. but how do you bounce back from that there's always going to be things that happen throughout the course of your life and your career that you got to be able to push through and he did that and i'm very very encouraged Damn, that he's able ad- to do- that's good advice i'm giving you that advice yo, right I, now I, yo, I need that <laughs> I need okay. that right now. Well, Coming Thursday. Essentially, you know, Scotty Barnes is, is has finished his book and now he's he's able to That's really focus on, yeah. you know, delivering the results on the court. And yeah, he's played great. <laughs> I think his defense has also been really nice too. He had a really nice chase down block on Steph. Um No, he just seems more engaged. Like he does seem yeah. just way more engaged and energy it, wise is good too. Like after Fred had that big block, the first right, person he was to come there to over hype was, was, was Scotty. I like seeing those. But this is the thing. Yeah. Like we're going through these players, right? And, like, most of it we're saying, okay, Fred's back to his level. Yeah. Scotty, too, right? Like, he's playing better. You know, Precious is performing mm-hmm. right now in a way that we expected him. And I even was looking at Gary, too. Like, outside of Gary shooting 27% from three in November. Yeah, what happened in November, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, legit, what happened to the Toronto Raptors in November? No, but it's that like, was a horrible month. He's been 38% or better every other month, which is, yeah. you know, what, what you would expect. From three, from, from three. Yeah, from, from three, from yeah. three, which is what you expect. And it's like... So if all the guys are playing to this level, yep. like, does that make that tougher then for, you know, Bobby and Masai sitting miserably? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, by the way, shout out to the camera San people. Francisco. All right. Shout out to Dave <laughs> Leader and his crew. Yeah, all that's, right. that's a leader right there, man. Yo, keep. That's a leader. Keep a, keep a camera shot on the executives. I mean, Bobby yeah. and Masai usually sit close, no. obviously. <laughs> no, the funniest. Just keep it on them. I, the I funniest, love seeing the, the reaction funniest, shots. Is it even the, like the professional shots like on the broadcast? Yeah. It's like, obviously, there's a lot of fans in Portland, like yeah. Raptors fans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, shout out to all the people from Vancouver and BC who went down for that trip. Yeah, no, that yeah. was amazing just to hear them cheer at the end, too, right? Like yeah, when the Raptors yeah. are dribbling up. Right. But like, I love when the fans just like take the Snoop shots like in the crowd. Oh, like, yeah. Someone's just like, oh, Bobby's right there and he's holding two phones. I mean, those are amazing, man. Yeah. I need, yeah. We got to get Bobby on the show because like, I just need to know like how he manages the two phones. I have two phones. Yeah. Know. How do you manage the two phones? One's a work phone and one's my no, personal phone. No, but it's phone. like, why know. have two phones, man? Like to, to me, like that just seems unnecessary. I mean, but maybe I mean, for that's... Bobby, I, I understand why it's necessary. For me, well, it's Bobby, unnecessary. Bobby, let me see both phones, man. But I also work at a telecommunications company, so, you know, like, <laughs> I have a work phone. Why am I going to say no to a work phone? Yeah, I'll, I'll have a work phone. 
Yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I have a work phone. Oh no, yeah, we'll talk about that Thursday. Oh, okay. um, Wait, you have a work phone? Yeah, I don't even have that number. Yeah, I didn't even put in the SIM card yet. Um, so uh, trending down, uh, defense. I don't yeah. know. Like you well, still, that's you still why, don't that's know why they're struggling. You still don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, every but single night. I, I have to say that the defense. I think. I don't know. Just based on this road trip, um, they played defense really well for two of the three games here. Now, mm-hmm. of course, um, they also had a huge letdown against uh, Golden State. But the way I'm watching teams around the league, and I've been watching a lot of basketball. In fact, I think on Saturday, I watched four games, which is, like, I suppose not even that excessive. But then when I was thinking back on the day, and I was because I was lying in bed after the game, and I uploaded the wrong reaction podcast. Sorry to everybody. All right. You didn't get your right bedtime story. Um, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, damn, did I really watch four games that day? Because it was like I watched mm. um, the Knicks game. I watched um, the the Laker game. I watched uh, the Denver and and, and um, the Joel Embiid versus uh, Nikola Jokic matchup, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. And then, damn. of course, I watched the Raptors game, and I was like, this is a lot of basketball. But I'm also like, the more I'm watching, I'm just like, yo, like teams, the very, very, even the very best teams this season are showing up once per like they have an off night once per week right so maybe they'll have three spirited games and then one letdown game but like that's as good as it gets there's not like a team that really gets locked in for like two three weeks at a time and but they don't i don't have a think that letdown. i don't think you can use that as an excuse for teams though uh you got to look at the situation too because like the raptors sure like so what you're saying too is like okay like a lot of teams have done this right in terms of like yeah, not yeah. showing up once every three games but the Raptors have not shown up in, like, weird spots in the schedule. I hear you. I That's hear the you. one that concerns me, right? Like, you I talk about you. schedule losses and, like, oh, at the end of a long road trip, all that stuff, sure. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the bricks that they've put up this season has been, like, oh, you've had two days off mm-hmm. or the other team coming off a second half of a back-to-back. Right, right which makes it more annoying. Or those the ones annoy me. Players. Yeah, they, those yeah. annoy me so much. Well, I mean, again, though, I, 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 this is not me trying to rationalize the recent performances because no, I've been good. very frustrated. Mm-hmm. But, like, you look at it. They really should have taken care of business against the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when they didn't have Giannis. Yeah, and and oh yeah, I was gonna say which one against the Bucks? Yeah, both. More of them. that one. The other one that was just an abomination to basketball. Yo, the other one was wild. Uh, they should have taken care of business against Minnesota. That one is such a letdown. That was right? terrible. They, they fully should. By have the won way, I miss game. miss you, Joe Wieskamp. Left for a weekend. Right, Joe, Joe Wieskamp is gone. Yeah, that's yeah. what's changed. Show um, so easy. Um, well, we we actually found a new Wheezy yesterday as well. So Messiah <laughs> and Bobby, if you really want to see talent come down, I'm out of me. Um, but. They should have taken care of business against the Boston Celtics. Um, and, yep. you know, I, I think if you flip, not even just like flip all those results, because obviously that's easy to say, but mm. you really do flip some of those results. The Raptors have been very competitive in a lot of these performances. The, the real letdown games for me were January 14th on a, on a Saturday, they lose to Atlanta. Mm. Right? They come out super flat and they never really get back into the game. Mm-hmm. And then the other huge like no show was was the warriors game and they were still their competitive games are they're still competitive <laughs> this is their games are but that's like that's like two games in the in this month of january where they've just com- completely let down yeah. right so those those are those are disappointing it's very uncharacteristic yeah i mean you but do see them trending up but again at the same time it's like you don't want to be too optimistic with this group cuz a you don't know if they're going to be here yeah. and b it's like you don't trust them to consistently do that but i do think that subtly they are starting to perform much more like what the team we expect. But that's what I'm to. saying. It, just, it just might be a little too Yeah, little they're, too late. they're doing this so close to the deadline. Sure. And, like, <laughs> that's why Bobby and Masai look so stressed in the stands. Bobby and Masai, like, what do you want us to do? Like, just just tell us what you guys want us <laughs> to do. And you know Masai so emotionally attached to these guys, you know? Like, it's it's hard for him. I think sure, it's hard yeah. for him to, to let go of some of this. That's but, fair. That's fair. But we'll see. Anyways, yeah. What else is trending down? I guess I have Pascal here too, but not really. Like he's slowed oh, down a little, but he's still having a monster season. 
All-Star Reserves are named Yo, on Thursday. I'm a little worried right now. Julius Randle. Every, first off, I don't know why Yo, Julius Randle has been on Julius national Randall TV all the time. Julius Randle going to do to us this season? No, I'm just saying, like, Julius Randle has really come on strong here. He's had some really dominant performances. Beating the Celtics always really helps. Um, but I think yeah, the, he's, I think the coaches really know plays, the coaches know what Pascal brings. I think Pascal will be there. I, I think you Pascal worried? should be there. But, you know, one of the contenders would be Randle. Also, by the way, KD, if, if he's not healthy and able to play, then that does open up another forward spot. Right. Not to say that that should be what what gets Pascal in the game because I think his his play has merited getting into the game. But, mm. um, yeah, no, I mean, he's uh, – I mean, look, I'm just saying a lot of players at this time of year really turn it on and make an all-star push. Mm-hmm. And for Pascal, he's actually – I think he's more slowed down a little bit, like by like 10, 15%. Sure. No, I think the so overall numbers. It's like still, that, yeah, that Warriors yeah. game was concerning to me. I was like, wow, that was that was a struggle. He yeah, bounced back against Portland, but, you know. Yeah, he's had a few of those this month, but the overall numbers are still there. So oh, of course. Be pretty upset if he's he was. He's at 25, there. 8, and 6. I mean, like, there's like six players yeah. in the NBA who have done that in the last like 10 years, I think. Yeah, get him to Utah, man. Okay. This is what he needs. Uh, he, he needs Utah a, more a than break. he needs Terrence and Caicos. A break in Utah during the All Star. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, um, I suppose you already took your all-star break. <laughs> Whoops. Um, all right. Let's take a break. When we come back, more trade deadline rumor updates. Can't wait. And an Eric Gordon update as well. Oh, actually, I'm really excited about that. Okay, we're going to take a break. I've been your host, Willu. That's Alex Wong. You're listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong, who, by the way, I failed to mention this, is wearing an, an elite sweater. All right, so tell us more about this uh, this this piece, which also I received, and thankfully I made the right call to not also wear the same sweater for today. But uh, yeah, tell us about the sweater. Yeah, so I think listeners from last year might remember that uh, CCYA did a collaboration with Mitchell and S on a, a series of uh, Boba Raptors yep. merch. Yep. Like it was Raptors bubble tea merch. You know what? We gotta get we gotta get Matt Devlin one of those. Oh my god! He'd be so confused. What's happening I didn't even there. think about that. Yeah, Clement. Okay, okay, one more free sweater for us, please. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> going? Yeah, Devlin, text me your your size. Uh, need to size up one for Mitchell and S. By the okay. way, yeah. um, but yeah, it's a great spot. <laughs> but. Yeah, so this year they went back and, you know, did another collaboration. Yeah. And this time they came up with this um, very cool design. It's a Japanese lucky cat. A Miko cat. Miko cat. Yeah. yeah. No, so. it's 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 great. It's a great No, sweater. it's amazing. Um, it's a great design. Big fan. Um, and yeah, no, shouts to CCYA. Yeah, you can, you can if, you, if you're looking to, to pick it up, you can go to ccya.org slash shop. Uh, I'm checking it right now. Some of the... Items are already sold out. I'm Which sure they're going to Which is wild. Restock. They literally launched this yesterday at 2 p.m. Yeah. So if you want this, 
like run, don't walk. Run, don't walk, and I believe they're going to be available at Real Sports as well online and in store. Okay. So if you're right. dropping by the arena, well, the Raptors won't be back until next Wednesday. But no, you can go to the store this week, I guess. They don't need to be playing. But yeah, go go check out online shop too and or, or just follow CCY yeah. on Instagram. They'll have all the updates and stuff. Shout out to our guy Johnson. Shout out to our guy Johnson. Yo, by the way, also too, I forgot to mention this on last week's show. What's up? The Raptors 905 Luna New Year jerseys were so oh, good. Oh, fire, man. So good. Yeah, um, Clement. Shout out to for, for designing that one. But also, yeah, it's, it's really, really nice. Uh, it's obviously celebrating the year of the rabbit. Yeah. It, um, it's but got, a, it's got that rabbit right. print in the back, right? Yeah. Like on the back of the jersey. Yeah. And, you know, even when we went to the CCY event yesterday, they were kind enough to gift us the, the Raptors 905 hat. Yes. Which you rerouted on the trade wire right away. Yeah, I was to a lane quad. That was a three-way trade, to be honest. No, <laughs> but, but it's the hat only was because, amazing it's only because I can't wear hats. That's There's nothing wrong with that. The thing, you can wear hats, man. You saw I know, the way I wore that no, hat yesterday. I know I make fun of you. I know I call you egg every time, but like, mm. like you can actually pull a hat off. Uh, you can do anything you want, man. Okay, okay. We're thank gonna you. We're going to start celebrating that. you more this year, man. I was wearing the hat like like T.I. was wearing the hat. You know what I mean? Like, there was like that level of wearing the hat. Like, it was the hat was on top of the head, but what, it wasn't what, like on the head. What you know? do the Raptors have to do to get you to rock a hat on the show for like a whole week? Five game win streak? Remember last, remember last year how good the vibes were? We're like, oh, man, let's get Nick Nurse on the show. Let You know, Alex is going to ask for a Nick Nurse hat every day. And then you got one, and it was a great storyline. <laughs> you, like, blew We should get ramen, the three Oh, of man, what you did to the hat on air last season? Well, what, what the Raptors did in losing to the Pistons three times, sometimes you got to replace the NN with the DC, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. No, we're going to get the vibes back. Speaking of replacing NN with DC, the, the latest reports, oh, no, I'm kidding. Oh, yes, actually, it's, there, it's right here. So, like... <laughs> Shams did a whole news dump today. I appreciate you, um, Shams, on, on a Monday. And let's, all right, let's start with just the rumors. You know, he mentioned that the Knicks and Suns are both offering picks for OG and Obi. Mm. And I think we've heard, we've heard both teams kind of circling around some of the Raptors players. And we've heard the reports. I know you talked about this last week, like about the Knicks, you know, being willing to part with multiple picks. And I like pulled up what picks the Knicks have, and I know they acquired a couple extra picks mm. um, for this upcoming draft. They've got Detroit's first rounder, I think Washington as well, and Dallas. But there's some protections around those. Yeah, and they thought they're, they're all lottery picks. protected, which right. means so, they're not going to get Detroit's. And pick. that's what I'm saying. It's like I understand the reporting around this of teams being willing to offer multiple picks, but like. Yeah. You know, unless you're talking about, unless you're ponying up like, you know, a Pelicans pick, like the Pelicans having the Lakers pick this year, sure, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. those are real picks. Okay. But if you're just here talking about three picks that are going to end up in like, you know, outside of the, of the top 16 and stuff, hmm. like, I don't know if that's a fair offer for I, OG. I think, I think it's even informative thinking back to um, last year at, at the draft um, where OG, I think it was... Strange because Dan Tolzman got the opportunity to speak to media. Usually we talk to Bobby or Masai. Dan right? Tolman better, yeah, but yeah. Dan Tolman definitely better. Mm. But uh, Tolzman was at the, the assistant gym was, was speaking to media around the time of the draft. And I think someone asked him, like, hey, um, you think you can draft another OJ Anobi at the seventh pick? As a nod to the idea uh, that the yes. trade rumors are out there that OG could potentially be on the table to Portland he who had the off, seventh right? pick and also I think Josh Hart. Mm. And he was like, you think I'm going to be able to find another OG at the seventh pick? That's going to be really tough, man. That's going to be really tough. And mm. he kind of laughed it off and he walked off. Mm. And clearly no deal was made between those two teams at that time. Yeah. And of course, each draft is different, right? The seventh pick in 
last year's or this past year's draft is not going to be the same as the next year's draft or the next year or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, I think it does. It is relatively informative to be like the Raptors had that opportunity potentially on the table because um, he could have very easily been like, I don't know what that rumor is. That's not what's happening, right? Right. But he kind of dismissed it in the sense that like we don't we believe OG is more valuable than the seventh pick. Yeah, which would end up being Shannon Sharp. I do wonder mm. if uh, did you just say Shannon Sharp, yeah. Sh- Shannon Sharp. I'm sorry, man. They, <laughs> got such, they got such similar names. I mean, it's just, Shannon Sharp's a part of the NBA narrative, so uh, that's fair. <laughs> um, but like, I, I do wonder, by the way, if Benedict Matherin fell one more spot, oh, if man. a move could have been made there. But in mm. any case, um, yeah, I mean, that that at least gives you a bit of a data point in no, terms I mean, of how they fair. value OG. And listen, man, there's a lot of chatter about OG out there, but you know, doesn't mean the Raptors are, are are going to make them available. I think the Raptors are, you know, right to to listen and see what the offers are going to be mm. and see what comes through. And, and that, that's the other thing that Shams mentioned as well. And again, this is no surprise that the yeah. Raptors have told teams that they're going to pretty much run up to deadline day, mm. probably, you know, a minute okay. before the deadline, before they decide what they're going to do. But that's why that's the funniest thing, because the reports are like, well, they might make a trade or they might not make a trade. And I'm like, well, that covers all the possibilities. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're, you're going to be absolutely right on this one, whether the Raptors make a trade or they don't make a trade. Yo, I could I could have told you uh, 15 years ago that the Raptors are going to run this up to the final minute. Um, I also, it's, it's also funny to me when they're like, well, you know, they're going to look at how this road trip's going to go. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this, this is like one of those things where it's like, yo, I'm going to break up with you unless, yeah. and I'm going to break up with you unless, and it's like, yo, at a certain point, like you're in or you're out, man. When it's over, it's over. You bro. know, by the way, Anyways, and, and you Thursday. know, it's over long before it actually is over too. You know what? That's true too. Yeah. Thursday. Um, more stock <laughs> coming up this Thursday. week. Um, oh, I can't Banter wait. going to be so good this week. I'm, oh, I'm so excited, man. man. Um, anyways. I think, you know, Phoenix has been mentioned a lot too. I know interest in Fred and now mm. they're mentioned here. Yeah. You know, it does seem like they want to pivot at least a little bit because there's been other reports out there that, you know, other executives are monitoring Phoenix's situation with Chris Paul and, you know, the Raptors are playing the Suns tonight. Yep. And we know yep. that, you know, the Suns have, have struggled. They've been missing Devin Booker with a long-term injury. And right now they're, I believe they're in ninth right now. Although the, the West standings are weird. They're like two and a half out of third. Even every team like in the in West there. is pretty mid. They all have Except like for like three teams. Yeah, they maybe. have like twenty five losses. Like there's eight teams I think with like twenty five losses or like mm. twenty five wins. Yeah. It's weird. But the other thing to keep in mind, if you know Phoenix is trying to get a trade done with Toronto, yeah. is, is that ESPN's Brian Windhorst did mention earlier this month that you know because there's been an ownership change that's that's taking place in Phoenix. Yes, and it but, seems like a fairly immediate one too. Yes, because the ownership change is going to happen and it's going to. Um, inform their deals that they make at this deadline. Like the, own, yes. the new owners is essentially already making and signing off yes, these moves as if he already. But there's one owns. key provision yeah. in Ra, in, in Sarver's suspension, Robert Sarver's suspension, that allows him to have personal sign off on sure. any deal for a player with a salary that's more than uh, 10.8 million. Is that is that not just slightly more than Jay Crowder's deal? That's actually kind of wild. They got a Jay Crowder provision. Wow. By the way, what? Since you mentioned Jay Crowder, whoa! Milwaukee's current offer for Jay this. Crowder is uh, reportedly uh, Jordan Noara. Yeah, did I pronounce his name right? Still by Noara. Serge Ibaka. Yeah. George Hill and a bunch of second round picks. Like, why did why did Jay Crowder hold out? Like, like I don't think this is gonna work out for anybody. Uh, like he's heading to free agency, right? So he just sat out half a year. Yeah, yeah. He might not play this whole season. I mean, I assume he's going to be dealt next week, but it's like the Suns aren't going to get much out of this. Yeah. I don't feel like Jay Crowder is going to get much out of this anyways. You know, if I've told you that you could work half the year at the same rate, did it not work out for you? 
Save it for Thursday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't see how it didn't work out with Jay. I mean, Thursday. He still gets paid. <laughs> so, a no comment. Yeah, um, but I mean, it'd be, it'd be good, I guess, for Milwaukee to get him. They've been essentially searching for a PJ Tucker replacement. And Jay Crowder is the player you get if you can't get TJ Tucker. <laughs> Yo, that's and so then OJ funny. and Obi, it's, it's like the it's like the it's like the Charizard Charmander, you know. <laughs> what? Uh, no, you know. I like yeah. Jay Crowder is like PC Cola. Um, sure, yeah. PJ yeah. Tucker. Wow, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Raptors are interested in Jakob Pertl. I'm sure wow. you've heard this one before. Again? I don't know if you've heard this one before. I don't yeah. think anyone's been this interested in any player. Yeah. Everybody. Then the Raptors have been in Jakob. Just Pertl. DM Jakob, Bobby. Just DM Jakob on your third phone at this time, please. No, legit. No, um, producer. Every every time we talk about Jakob Pertl, please hit. The elevator music. Yeah. No one wants to hear this anymore. No, that's no um. More. Oh, and what what do they want? Two picks? You're not getting two picks, <laughs> man. Jeez. Um, and like you mentioned, Shams did mention that. What's more, he said, "Quote: What's more, Nick Nurse's future as Raptors head coach is expected to come into focus mm. this summer." Mm. What did I say at the start of the year? Um, when sources say he will be entering the final year of his contract, going into next season, after the 2019-20 season. Nurse, who guided the Raptors to the 2019 NBA Championship, won Coach of the Year. Yep. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I'm reading that. He signed a contract extension through 2023-24, which mm. is next season, okay. worth $8 million okay. per year. The length of that deal has not been previously disclosed by the team. Oh, thanks, Shams. Um, there's been frustration. <laughs> thanks for exposing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, snitch alert. Uh, <laughs> he's like, by the way, I'm he's snitching. Like, he's like, due to tampering. <laughs> By the way, Nick makes eight million. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, Nick's, uh, yeah. And but the the key part here is that quote: "There's been frustration throughout the roster and staff with the team's play mm. at points of the season, and, mm. and that has been directed toward Nurse at times too, according to sources." No, at listen, t- I know at, at times too is doing a lot of work on <laughs> listen, that. Listen, listen, yeah. listen. First of all, did you know Nick? Nick making eight million? <laughs> I did. I did, by the way. Yeah. Because uh, I think Nick is at eight. I think Bobby's roughly eight. I think Masai's oh, yeah, like fifteen. Tried to put them in the trade machine for Tyler they, 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 you were like, oh, we don't want to pay Fred thirty mil. We, we pay management thirty mil. Okay, so let's just stop there. Anyway, keep going. Anyways, yeah. I know this is this is good. This is news. This is sure, yeah, obviously yeah. news. But yeah. again, I don't know if I'm downplaying it, but. Are you surprised by any of this? I, I'm not surprised because rarely do you see coaches go into the final year of the deal as a lame duck coach. Mm-hmm. So usually you either get an extension done or you make a decision mm-hmm. on that front. But people don't really let it ride into that sort of stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, look, I, I, I still think there's pretty good, you know, synergy between uh, the front office and, and the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the fact that Nick really sat these guys down and had those series of talks with the guy. Remember, it was like a whole report. Shout out Josh Lundberg. The third mention on the show already, man. That's your guy. That's my guy. The only J. Lou in this town. Um, but, you know, he's, um, you know, Nick sat everybody down from the, 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 the team staff to, you know, the players themselves and really delivered it into them. And I th- my sense with that was just like, why didn't that happen sooner? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think the way Masai wants to do it, like Masai stepped in to have personal meetings as early as the start of November, right? So why did that take until December for that to happen? But I think generally speaking, it's not like the teams, the players don't play hard for Nick. Like the players have off days, like I mentioned, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not as much of like they've tuned the coach out or they don't run his plays or all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's really just like, you know, he, he does seem more under pressure this year than previous seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, um, yeah, similar to like the way like Fred's coming up on a payday and Gary's coming up on a payday and OG's probably coming up on a payday as well. It's like every clutch client is coming up on a pay payday. Is what you're telling me. <laughs> well, those four guys are all clutch clients too, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think for Nick, like, you know, he he is a very good coach. We, we just said that much. Like, he is a good coach. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of great tactics, especially defensively. And, you know, I think that, um, yeah, I get it. It's it's make or break. Like, it really is one of those things where it's like everybody in professional sports is on the clock, no matter how much you think they're secure. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's not surprising to me. No, it's not. Yeah. And, I think- and some of the blame should fully fall on him, That too. part is not surprising. I, I'm still not over the fact that he called that timeout in that Celtics game. Yeah, I'm sorry, but they were fully about to fast break to to score and tie the game. Yeah, who was the guy on the ground? They had a guy on the ground, right? The Celtics was it Grant, Grant Williams, Williams yeah. was on the ground, yeah. and then Peyton Pritchard had just turned it over, and it was just Al Horford out back, back there with like three <laughs> Raptors rushing in, and it's like, okay, I get it. Like I don't trust the Raptors to make the easy plays because Gary literally missed a layup right before that, yeah. which we don't talk about. But the fact is that he literally got the steal right afterwards, and your Raptors are going to break, and he called the timeout, and then he bungled the second timeout too, which they ended up needing. To advance the ball, whatever. So I'm not saying that he's had a perfect season by any means. We I come on the show every day and we kind of have discussions about did he do this right or this wrong, whatever. Mm. But Chinese Nick Nurse. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, actually, if if he is replaced, you know, maybe we'll make a. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But what? What? No, I was going to make a joke. But oh, okay, Thursday. Uh, yeah. yeah but, um, yeah, it's. Not yeah, a surprise. No, it's not no, a surprise. This is what I've been saying too, right? When everybody you, should be on the Microsoft when a season. No, like this. when you have a season like this, everybody's to blame. Yeah. Like everybody. Is is to blame. Uh, before we before we get to between the lines, yep. just two quick trade proposals from a friend of the program, Michael Pina, okay, of yep. the Ringer. Yeah, um, he says uh, so. Here's one. He proposed, uh, you know, the Suns get OG Ananobi, mm-hmm. and the Raptors get Jay Crowder, <laughs> Dario Sarge, okay. three unprotected first rounders, 2024, uh, 2026, 2028. Those are those are my pretty I don't, nice picks. I, I don't hate that idea. I do think that um, you know there will be trouble in Phoenix in future years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that three unprotected picks is very very valuable in this case. It seems pretty on par with what the yeah. Raptors are offering. And I also truly believe that you could probably flip Jay Crowder in a three way deal and get another set of assets. So that, that 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 one hits hits your phone right now. You know you got to call it in to Mark Tatum. Uh, is that a yes or no for you? Man, I I think that's probably a that's that's. That's probably a yes. I, I, my concern with that deal is you don't have an immediate prospect coming back at mm. all. Um, and I do want one. Okay. But then again, I look at Phoenix's roster. There's not a lot of guys that really fit that sort of mold that they would also throw in in addition to the three first round picks. So, yeah, I'd probably say yes on that. Okay. All right. What's the other one? The other one is Fred to the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, in exchange for Luke Kennard, mm. John Wall, and an unprotected 2028 first rounder. Yeah, that's that's not good enough for me. Sorry. You're almost essentially no, that's just not good enough for me. I'm sorry. I also yeah. Luke right. Kennard, I mean I mean it'd be nice to have a shooter off the bench, I suppose, but uh the John Wall thing is just it's probably a buyout. And then the first round pick is 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 it's fine. Like just one pick. Yeah, so that's a no for you. That's a no, yeah. Okay. And now it's time for Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. The Toronto Raptors continue their road trip tonight in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And the line for tonight's game will the Suns are two point favorites. Hmm. As I mentioned, they're twenty six and twenty five on the season. Okay. Ninth in the West, two and a half games out of third. Sad stat of the day. Raptors are looking to win back to back road games for only the third time this season. Oh, they've done it twice? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. And uh the Raptors won the previous meeting, one thirteen, one oh four. Gary had thirty five points in that game. Pascal twenty six. DeAndre Ayton only had four points and seven rebounds. Um and Scotty guarded Chris Paul out tonight. Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, and Cameron Payne for Phoenix out tonight for the Raptors. Um, Otto Porter is out. Yeah. Um, and and OG Ananobi, who was wearing a brace 
on his injured left wrist at shoot-around this morning, and an update is expected closer to game time. Will, the Suns are two-point favorites. Who do you like? I like the Raptors. I, I like the way the Raptors match up with Phoenix. Uh, I liked it last season as well. The Raptors played Phoenix really tough both games. They probably should have won both games. The one that they lost was the one where Devin Booker started beefing with the mascot. Oh, yeah. But that was a very mascot. close game, and that was a really, really good Suns team last year that was rolling with Devin Booker at that time. The Raptors also beat the Suns with Devin Booker last season, and then this season, um, you know, we saw recently what it looked like. Of course, I, I do expect Chris Paul and also Aiton to play better than they did last time as well. Mm. But I think the Raptors have really good counters to that. Now, part of that is the fact that you have OJ Anobi who is able to switch on to certain guys. Um, and so you can switch, for example, like you could have had Scotty on Chris Paul and then you could put Precious on Aiden. And if they run the pick and roll with those two guys, you can switch that action and neutralize some of those advantages that you would normally see out of that very potent pick and roll. However, I, I you know, without OG there, um, you really need a big game from Precious. I believe in Precious. He's been playing really well. So, yeah, ultimately, I like the matchup. I still don't see people on the Suns that really match up well with the Raptors' size. Mm -hmm. I, I could see Scotty having an impact in the post. I can see Pascal having an impact in the post. Uh, and, of course, Fred is playing at a really high level right now recently as well. So, no, I think it, it favors, for me, I, I've, I've liked the way the Raptors have played Phoenix the last two years, so I'm going with the Raptors. Um, yeah, that's an easy pick for me, actually. All right, let's go with the Raptors then. That was Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. So we, we've left a minute here oh, shoot. at the end, and I'm what really excited. What should we do? What's the, what's the Eric Gordon update? Oh, my God, I didn't yeah, even get to it. teased it. Come on, man. Oh, man, my bad, guys. Yeah. Off my game. Um, Eric Gordon, this is actually from last week, but I guess... I didn't get to get, yeah, uh, get yeah, to no, this. No, that's, that's fine. No, the, Bucks, no. the Bucks were... Yeah, JR, why didn't you get on this, man? The Bucks reportedly offered four second-round picks uh, for Eric Gordon. Wow. And would you know that the, self, the Rockets said no because they're hoping to get a first. <laughs> so Eric Gordon is never leaving Houston. <laughs> Is the update Yo, four second round picks is the ultimate like trash offer? No, like, it's it's ultimately like you go to the back of your fridge, yeah, yeah. or like you go to the back of your closet, and yeah. you're like, "Yo, here's you know, here's the deal." But you know, anyways, <laughs> that, that's all the free is, gear. Is that Eric you, you, yeah. given your nephews <laughs> to wear to the Raptor game? <laughs> Yo, you've seen my nephews more this month than me. Yo, I believe you, if we do the count, I couldn't believe this. But last weekend, I was at the Raptors <laughs> game, and I saw Alex's family there. But I didn't see Alex himself because he obviously he was on vacation. So it's good that you're back, man. It's, the vibes are back. Oh, the vibes are back, man. We'll see man. if they lose. If they lose, the vibes won't be back. Nah, so, man. So. We don't tie the vibes to the to, to uh, wow. 23 and 2018. I do. Oh, so that my does bad. That's today. I've been your host, Will Lou, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Thanks again to producer and co-host Alex Wong, report producer Derek Brandel, Jennifer Rolnick for helping us with the YouTube stream. We'll be back tomorrow.